Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. All right. Hi. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, Kristen. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Jessica. Awesome. So we are joined by the lovely and oh-so-witty, slightly ridiculous... I agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Compliment. Thank you. Thank you. Kristen <laughs> Beatham, who I have known for hmm, a decade. Could I it be a, a little decade? over a decade? Over a decade. I, yeah, because <gasps> I moved here in 2007. You were moving from San Diego when I first met you. Yeah. Damn. Uh huh. Time Forever. flies. Forever. And she mm. has since become a fixture on the startup scene, mm. has worked for a number of incredible and uh, well-known uh, local startup companies. So um, the perfect person mm-hmm. to lead us through a conversation on what it's like to work for a pre-IPO mm-hmm. startup company. Um, so we're super excited to welcome you today Thank to you. have that conversation and to share with us all of the incredible insight and mm-hmm. wisdom that you've learned through those different uh, experiences. Um, Kristen currently works for a startup by the name of Jewel. Mm-hmm. And uh, since she's been there, roughly two years, Mm -hmm. um, they've gone through uh, just a catalytic growth period. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, absolutely exponential. Mm -hmm. And that's also included the expansion with multiple offices, both domestically and internationally, Mm -hmm. some of which Kristen has had the opportunity to lead and Mm -hmm. uh, structure herself, which has been awesome. Mm -hmm. So um, we're going to talk about uh, some of the interesting takeaways that you've had um, as an employee in in multiple startups. Mm -hmm. So... Again, welcome to to Reach. Thanks. So maybe just to start us off, um, you can talk to us about, you know, I feel like there's sort of this bias that people say, you know, life in a startup Mm. is so different, right? And especially like when we as recruiters are working with our clients Mm. and they're like, well, they have to have startup experience. Mm -hmm. It's the only way they're going to be able to relate to what we do here. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's truth to that? And do you think that you know, the pace of startup life is is really that different. And if you could just kind of qualify that for us. Absolutely. I, I So one of the things that I've learned, um, I have not for the past 10 years really, I've worked with satellite offices, but I haven't worked so closely with offices in other areas. And I haven't... Um, you know, like recruited from other areas either. So I haven't been have been part of that process until the past, you know, few years. And it absolutely is. Like, and, and specifically, I think that it's not just startups are different. Startups in the Bay Area are very, very different. Mm. Um, and the expectation, the way people work, the environment in which people work. Like there, if you go to a lot of other areas of the country, they don't get free lunch and snacks and mm. they don't sleep at the office and there aren't like, mm-hmm. there aren't cots and things like that. And they don't go on There's offsides. No There's no nap time. Mm. They don't have, you know, they don't have wine Wednesdays and taco Tuesdays and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. They, it just doesn't exist. It's still a nine to five, you know, the office environment. Yep. Um, so that in itself, like it, Yes, extremely different. And we forget sometimes because we are marketing consistently to each other in this area that we think everything is the same. Like we forget. we. In fact, when you look at some marketing campaigns from a lot of like startups and companies here, you 
look at it and you're like, wow, that's really not a very universal mar- marketing technique. Like who you're mm-hmm. marketing to your neighbor. You're not marketing to somebody in Oklahoma mm-hmm. because they're not they don't get yeah. it. We speak nope. a different language. Yep. But, with you know, just taking, you know, that aside, I do think that um, startups are very, very different. I think you are forced um, consistently to move very quickly. And by quickly, I mean put in positions where you cannot, you don't have the time or ability to take direction. So you mm-hmm. have to make decisions on the fly. If you look at a lot of big behemoth companies, like getting something done um, might take months, you know, even just from a marketing standpoint, like, you know, when I was working for, for Elf, there, you know, a lot of people were from like Procter & Gamble and whatnot. And so like making a new product at not large scale can take years. Yeah. Elf was turning things around. They were making a product and turning it around within like months. So that was one of the, you know, they were more of like a speedboat that was just, you know, you know, able to zip and zag and all, all this stuff. And then you're like big behemoths like Procter & Gamble yep. are these huge battleships that are, take, you know, it takes, you know, a day and a half for them to make like a, you know, two point turn Mm -hmm. so um that as well it's like you just it's it is hyperspeed Mm -hmm. so i think from hiring um it that does really matter i i i've experienced bringing very well educated people on that are just thrown by the speed in which people work as well as the fact that um, a lot of things sometimes don't come to fruition Mm -hmm. because you're moving so quickly Mm -hmm. and that can be very frustrating to people that don't have startup experience Mm -hmm. And so as an EA who's worked in multiple startup environments, how does that, when you're moving, like the, the example that you gave with Elf, where you're, you're turning products out, mm-hmm. you know, on a dime mm-hmm. and the time to gestation is like a couple mm-hmm. of months versus a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So how does that translate to your work specifically as an EA when you're supporting somebody in an environment like that? Uh, in many ways. Um, one of which I would say is like a startup EA. Um, and I tell a lot of my friends this, that struggle with the lack of work-life balance, mm-hmm. you have to come to peace with the fact that you are going to make sacrifices. Like you may work a 70-hour work week one week. You might go down to 40 hours the next week. It might be 80 hours after that. Like you are, you have to come to have that come to Jesus moment where you're like, am I going to be able to do all of this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to support the person that I was hired to support in the way that they need, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not I like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so you have to make that decision. I think that's very hard for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think any of like listeners that have have worked um, for some uh, you know executive at a startup, they know one of the bigger frustrations is like, you will lose time. You'll lose time with friends for a project that actually just gets nixed the next mm. day. You have to let it go. Mm-hmm. You have to still be in it. You have to love your coworkers. You have to love your company. And you can't have you can't carry any resentment mm-hmm. to the loss of time mm-hmm. um, or the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. You have to just be part of it and jump in and do it. Mm-hmm. And you really feel like I mean because. You didn't always work in startups. I feel mm-hmm. like since your career mm-hmm. migrated to the Bay Area, yeah. I feel like that's really when you started to mm-hmm. explore this mm-hmm. this scene. Um, prior, it was like, you know, some finance companies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so do you really feel like that kind of like um, tendency to just like run head yeah. on into a brick wall? Yes, let's do this. Like that's a unique startup thing. Yeah. Okay. I do. I really mm-hmm. do. I Because it wouldn't be allowed anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think... 
you know, it, good and bad comes with that as an EA. Like there's a, a fine line where you have to have this tenacity and you have to have this drive and this confidence to make decisions and just go with things. Yep. Um, you also have to have experience too because you can go with something and be absolutely wrong and waste a lot of people's time. Yep. But you really have to have confidence and have a good sense of self to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. At other companies, that would just not be acceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, that would there's a lot of, you know, check boxes to, to check before you do anything. There's a lot of approvals that need to be done mm-hmm. and that, you know, it just, it just, it wouldn't, mm-hmm. it would not fly. Mm-hmm. You, you might in fact be in trouble mm-hmm. if you did all the things that we consider right mm-hmm. at a startup, they might, they might frown upon you mm-hmm. having people, you know, you know, break dancers coming in for a cocktail party mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. <laughs> they might not like it. I don't know. Maybe they would. They should like it. I it mean, sounds fantastic. Doesn't everybody love it. Uh, if you include some donuts, I'm there. Absolutely. Please. Come on. Come on. Some white claw and some donuts and some breakdancers, please. Yeah, that's right. I'm curious about um, you mentioned that, you know, some days you could be like working in a startup means there's gonna be sacrifices mm-hmm. to your to your personal life. Um, at times. So how how have you managed to like stay on the bowl mm-hmm. as long as you have and not get thrown off? Mm-hmm. Um, and how have you managed to simultaneously like lead this incredibly fulfilling and very accomplished, impressive mm-hmm. career that you've led, um, but also being able to prioritize your own self care and still look how you look? Oh, I know it's well, podcast, but. She's stunning. Why, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so, wash and condition so, no, my it's, hair. No, it's, this is not per put plus. On some toner. No, it's not. And, no. no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's There's not. a lot of products. So, mm, yeah. So, Lots. how do you manage that balance? Because 70 hour weeks doesn't allow for a lot of outside no, stuff. I really love the people I work with. I've stayed friends with them. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being at work. Like, I, you know, have the ability that I can work from home when I want to, and I kind of don't want to because mm-hmm. I enjoy mm-hmm. being around my coworkers. We laugh all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, I care about them. Mm-hmm. I care about the company. Um, and I want everyone to succeed because to a certain extent, um, it's fun. You know, there, there's something very rewarding about it. And, and I always, you know, wherever I've worked, I've had a great interest in what the company is doing. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things too, that it's like, you have to choose a company that, you know, where it's like your personality is, is fits in and yep. is, um, useful, mm-hmm. um, as well as you really have to, you know, be interested in what the company does. Because otherwise, as an EA, mm-hmm. if you truly don't care and don't understand the business, you're never going to be able to be strategic. Mm-hmm. You're never going to want to stay late and finish a project with someone because you don't, you, you know. You just don't care that much. You don't care. Um, so you have to care. You have to be interested um, to be really good at what you do. For me, you know, there's a couple things that you make the decision on whether or not you are going to be completely in it mm-hmm. and that you're going to accept the loss of some personal time. Mm-hmm. That being said, you have to know who you are and you have to know what your p- true priorities are. Like, mm-hmm. don't miss your, you know, your brother's wedding. Mm-hmm. No one's going to, you know, one's going to give you an award. You're not going to get a bonus because of like your, your martyrdom. Like that's just not going to happen. Like right. don't miss your niece's, you know, yep. graduation, yep. you know, find the things that really are important to you. Um, reasonably mm-hmm. and and stick to it like mine is is working out like I am mm-hmm. a Jack Russell Terrier if I don't work out mm-hmm. I am horrible person yep. mm-hmm. um, so I make a point to do that Same. and it's helpful and I don't apologize for it it's an hour a day 
people, you know, no one's bleeding or dying. They can live without me for an hour. Mm -hmm. But they also know that when I'm out, I'm like, I check my email every night. I respond. Mm -hmm. They know that I'm present. They know they can text me, call me. Um, And then, you you know, you also teach people how to treat you. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said about the, like, being a martyr. Like, Mm -hmm. if you, you know, communicate and say, hey, I am going to be completely out of pocket. If there's anything I can help you with, let me know now. Um, If it's an emergency, text me. If it's really an emergency, text somebody else. Right. Um, You know, (laughs) you know, and just but having that. (laughs) But it's, you know, you have to you have to have that sense of self that you know that you're doing a good enough job that you are, you know, that you are allowed to have certain things and just Mm -hmm. don't apologize for it, Mm -hmm. but also be there. As an EA, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking about kind of work styles and, and what makes for a good, fulfilling experience. Like, who do you think is going to really love and benefit a lot from working in a startup as an EA? And mm-hmm. who do you, like, what types of personalities do you think are best suited to that environment? Well, it's hard because it depends on who they're supporting and it depends on the company. I mean, there are some startups like when we think of startups, we think of um, Silicon Valley on HBO Mm -hmm. and it's like it's all wackadoodle and they're having these big parties and this and that. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of that. Mm -hmm. But it's not all that. You Mm -hmm. know, startup means like minimal funding. Like it's all has the same tone of mm-hmm. we are going to we're building something and therefore people are you know wearing multiple hats and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy there's mm-hmm. not a lot of structure we probably don't mm-hmm. have a T&E policy but I so I think like ultimately like for a, like a really robust startup yeah um, you really have to be confident and you have to be able to ask questions and you have to know what your strengths are and what your you know your weaknesses are mm-hmm. um, and I don't that comes sometimes with time and maturity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, to truly know mm-hmm. because I think at you know when I look at myself 15 years ago what I thought I was good at mm-hmm. I was not good at. <laughs> at all <laughs> you know I really wasn't I wanted if it, in an uh-huh. interview I'd be like oh my god I love organizing I love right. it right. I don't I no, don't I case. really don't yeah. I really don't I'm very good at being strategic I'm very good at thinking things through mm-hmm. like doing things on the fly but mm-hmm. I'm like there will be no math in my job <laughs> it just won't happen it's not part of, the uh, it's not part of it it's no. just that and, and it's no. not what I'm good at because I'm good yeah. at a lot of other things and I'm, yeah. I'm fine to say that I'm not good at certain ones okay. so I think that is something you have to really know mm-hmm. what you like and what you're good at what comes mm-hmm. naturally what you know what you don't have to work hard at mm-hmm. and be honest with yourself mm-hmm. I think really ultimately it comes to like you know right. being having integrity and and really right um knowing what your you know right. your identity is and like what 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 who you are right um because otherwise you're just going to be you know, pardon my language but you're just gonna be bullshitting yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know you've sat through interviews and you're it's, everybody's like when you ask the question like what could you do better and they're like i don't know whenever i think i could do something better i just i just make it a point to do it better i'm like well, that come on you uh-huh. know what mine is you know what i would like to do better not eat carbs that's it. That's what I say in any interview. They're like, what do you struggle with? I'm like, eating carbs. Carbohydrates. <laughs> my coworker said that. She's like, I'm going to say that in any upcoming interview in my uh-huh. life. What, what do you struggle with? Carbs, excess sugar. <laughs> that's the truth. Getting out of bed on time. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. fair. I mean, I think, it's a, I think it's a real question, though, to ask yourself. Yeah. And so in our work as recruiters, mm-hmm. right, we, we encounter a lot of candidates. And I feel like there's this romanticized notion of what it is to work in a startup. Mm-hmm. Part of it is thanks to media and, mm-hmm. you know, entertainment and all that good stuff. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Silicon Valley startup, mm-hmm. all that good mm-hmm. stuff. Um, 
And I think that there's a lot of people that move here or even who are from here who maybe haven't worked in a startup, but they have heard about it. And it's like this unicorns and rainbows and oh my gosh and, you know, free yeah. food and yeah, yeah, yeah. glitter glitter gold so much glitter so much glitter it's yeah, just it's excessive unbelievable it's just, like, bad for the environment yeah it gets all over the sheets Ser- it's a nightmare terribly. to get out of your hair oh, i don't know what you're doing hair. Oh, she right. said it, not yeah. me. <laughs> i'm like really okay well, this took a little turn working <laughs> this is howard stern where am i <laughs> um <sighs> yes so, but I could, if I had a dollar for mm-hmm. every person who was like, oh, well, I thought I was going to love it, but I actually hated it, right? Because it's a job and you don't like to work. And what a, were you well, expecting? Fire and, Island? I don't know. I, I think that. <laughs> <laughs> the fire Festival. Like, people had expectations, too. <laughs> they did. Those poor people. No. And you just got a cold cheese sandwich? What? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Um... I think the unpredictability, and I think that there's a lot of people yeah. who think that they're builders, but maybe it, in, in practicality they're not, or they think that they can cope with the constant changing of demand, or yeah, we're doing this, but actually no, we're not, or they want more than just broad stroke paintbrushes, mm-hmm. they want like the finer detail yes. paintbrushes, and those are not available. So I think there's a lot of things, like when, like I think it's actually a very important question to mm-hmm. ask if you're contemplating that, you've never done it before, is, you know, who who's really going to thrive in an environment mm-hmm. like that? And like you said, being really honest with yourself. Like, I think some of the things that you said were, you know, I mean, just about just pace alone, mm-hmm. but also just kind of that disappointment factor of like being willing to run through a burning building, you know, knowing that there no may one, be no water on the yeah, <laughs> and no one's going to give you an award for it, right? Yeah. And and is that kind of repeated um, situation going to be okay for you? Like, yeah. is that or is that going to deplete you? Like, I, what are other questions people should ask themselves? I well, I so all for all of my joking around like one of the things I find I take really seriously and I tell my peers to do all the time take Myers-Briggs tests to all of that take all of those personality tests to see how you know I I recommend like all of the teams that we work with we're very good at doing that and most of the, the companies I've worked at it's becoming people are taking it more and more seriously now but really learn about yourself, like mm-hmm. really sit down and, and like take those things and be like, gosh, I really do gravitate towards math. I would never mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. But it's like some people might. You know, I always wanted to have curly hair and I curled my hair within an inch of its life <laughs> until I got came to terms with the fact that I have very straight hair. And so there are things that I'm like, I now at work am able to tell people with confidence, like, hey, I'm not really good at that. I'm good at this, but you know who's really great at that? Yeah. Her. Yep. You know, Sally over here. She yep. is fantastic at it. Yep. And so you have to, A, you have to be sponsors for the people that you work with and yep. expect it in return because that's the only way you're really going to get true enjoyment is if you're doing the things that you like. You're going to mm-hmm. always have to do things that you don't like. Mm-hmm. But you have to really know what you like and what you gravitate towards. Yep. And and I think the other thing, you know, going back to like people thinking that they thought they were going to love it and they just didn't love it, is that when you have expectations and you compare to other existing things, like, you know, whether it's the TV show Silicon Valley or mm-hmm. your friend's experience at a startup and all that, you know, they say comparison's a thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And it is absolutely in this mm-hmm. case. Like, it is every startup is different. Every person is different. The yep. story's going to be different. Yep. Not every startup, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to go public. They're mm-hmm. not going to be purchased. There's not going to be. Yep. It's not... 
all a fairy tale. Yep. You know, and so and it's a job. It's not a charitable organization that's mm-hmm. just giving you money just mm-hmm. to show up, you know. So you those are things that, you know, are sometimes for people maybe a little icky to have it really sink in. Yep. Um, but really that's it. Like just know yourself. Yep. Accept it more. Yep. When you're working in a startup, and you, you kind of touched on this, that, you know, a lot of people, I mean, people have different motivations for what they're looking for. Um, some people are hoping for a wildly successful exit, which may or may not materialize. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. people are down for the ride, and they want to collect experiences and be part of this mm-hmm. really compelling and exciting story. Mm-hmm. Some people like the, you know, the pace and the adrenaline. Like, there's, it could be mm-hmm. any number of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, I'm curious, like, in the different environments that you've worked in, like, what types of um, situations or what types of behaviors do you think are more likely to take root in a startup than maybe in a non-startup? Mm. Like, for instance. We're like, going to go pros or cons first. Both. Both. <laughs> well, first, let's go pros. Okay. Um, because, you know, like you said, people have different motivations for why mm-hmm. they're there. And sometimes, too, you know, people may be hanging on or waiting out mm-hmm. for what they hope is going to be a payoff mm-hmm. or for vesting or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they have some kind of an anchor or um, carrot, a carrot that's keeping them there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder, like, in a situation like that where there is some kind of handcuff, if you will, like a golden handcuff, like, does that encourage a certain behaviors or certain tendencies? Did you see certain things happen because of that? Absolutely. Both good and bad. I mean, I, I think, you know, one of the things I said earlier about startup is that it's you're, you're working so hard and, you know, you love the people you're working with because it's kind of no, it was never in a sorority. But I would assume that it's like, you know, being a part of a startup is like going through hell week with someone. Mm-hmm. So you're just like sisters forever because mm-hmm. we did all, you know, mm-hmm. this crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really good. What you see, and I think it comes with any time people think that they're going to get a large sum of money, mm-hmm. um, they, people get mean, they get competitive. When people think something is going to happen, like when they get rumors that it's like going to be purchased or mm. this or that. So it creates, you know, it creates cr- concern. Like if some people think that it's like, okay, we're going to be purchased and, um, you know, but they, what if they do redundancy layoffs and this and that? It's like, well, I want that job. I want to stay. I and I want this. I want to, I don't want to get cut before the other person. Got it. Or that just, you know, I think just in general, like when you're, when you are working in a startup, you sometimes things are a little bit more fluid yeah people's roles like you might have everything you know, five people with the same title but their yeah. roles are different yeah um and so you see like you know it's like you know it's like lord of the flies like yeah. somebody rises to the top it's yeah. in any situation yeah. um and with that becomes fear i mean that kind of is what motivates everybody it's right. like what because then you get to the point where fearing like what if what if right. we don't go public you mean i've been working 70 hour we- like weeks for the past two years and we might not go public who do i have who do i have to yell at Mm-hmm. How, how? Where do I put my resentment? Mm-hmm. I'm going to put it into Joe in accounting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> it's like that's what they do. You know, yeah. so it's just it's 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 emotional. It's an yep. emotional place to be. Mm, you know? That's really interesting. Like just thinking about that for yeah. a second, like that. It like uh, you don't necessarily think about the emotional quotient yeah. being part of the work environment or being like such a. Uh, strong part of the work yeah. environment but I think that's really interesting to yeah. consider for a minute like how that might feel right you know? right and yep. and I think you know from there's some startups that do it really well because they um 
they plan for that. Yeah. They plan to keep their employees engaged. They plan to, you know, they, they start off doing like, you know, the Myers-Briggs and things like that. So people understand right. how others work. Right. They are communicative. They're, you know, more transparent. Um, and that comes from the top down. And so mm-hmm. some startups know that. They know, mm-hmm. you know, they, they know that like, employees heard a rumor and so they address it before it gets out of hand and things like that so and that's just you know you know that takes a very specific team of executives too not everybody has the desire or even the time to do that well Um, and then there's such a a a bell curve too of leadership background and acumen in the startup world exactly i mean you have some startup founders who are literally brand new to the working world period as well as to leadership and then you also have seasoned executives who've been you know, leaders of companies for yeah. 20, 25 years, maybe they started off in finance or mm-hmm. what have you. And then this is and they became an operator later yep. on in their life. Like there's all kinds of examples. And so this is something that's that's kind of come up a couple of times. But this whole idea of stamina and pacing for the marathon and just also recognizing that it could be a marathon. Absolutely. I think there's so many people that get into startup thinking, oh, this is going to be the rocket ship thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like mm, 12 to 18 months max. I'm going to vest. I'm going to have like a mm-hmm. major you know, exit. I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to be 24 and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, which is great if that's mm-hmm. you. Yep. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily something you can count on. No. <laughs> so <laughs> At all. At all. So like thinking about that and thinking about um, – you know, how how do you recommend that people really pace themselves mm-hmm. for the fact that this could be a long term buy and hold right. type of a situation? God, there's so many ways. Like, first of all, I um, I mean, when you think about it like like for any company. They're, everyone is positive. That's the goal. It's like the goal is to get to an end game. You mm-hmm. know, the goal is to get bigger. So, so to come in and have anybody in a, like any executive environment be like, I don't know, maybe two, three years. Like they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, oh, and this is what we're doing and this is great news and we're going to do this and this and this and this. So number one, understand your business to truly understand what is going on, what it means. Um, understand your job, like your job, like your coworkers. Get a good financial planner mm-hmm. um get you know a good tax attorney when mm-hmm. if you get to a point where it's mm. like you are purchasing really understand what it comes in goes into it because i think a lot of people they're like oh their company went public if you are just you know employee number you know 1002 yep. and you know like and you're you know mid level or whatever yep. You're not going to buy an island overnight. Yeah. You're just not. It's going to take, you know, it's going to be better than not. Sure. But you're not going to buy an island overnight. Yeah. Also, there's a good chance, you know, maybe it won't happen. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay with the fact that it's like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I mean, and it sounds so very Oprah-ish, but, you know, I would say, like, how to handle, like, the pace and, like, how that it might be a marathon Mm -hmm. is just like your life. Mm -hmm. Find things that make you happy. Like your life. That's so good. You know? I love that. Because otherwise, like, you know, if you're putting all your eggs in that basket that it's like, well, I'm just going to keep this up. It's killing me on the inside, both mentally and physically. But I'm going to have this carrot at the end. Yep. You're going to be sad and God, I hope you're not disappointed mm-hmm. because it could you could you could make a million dollars. It could be great. Yep. But ultimately, like, what if you don't like your life? Yeah. Find stuff that makes you happy. Smile more. Enjoy where you work. Enjoy your coworkers. Mm-hmm. Be grateful. Like mm-hmm. I, I sound I know I sound very, you know, woo woo when I say this, but like 
gratitude for where you are in the moment. Like mm-hmm. if you're working at a startup in the Bay Area and you're making a decent living mm-hmm. and you, I mean, you have Taco Tuesdays and Wine Wednesdays and like right. Throw Down Thursdays <clears throat> and like Freaky Fridays or whatever they have going on. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, like your life is pretty good. So right. I would say at any point, just simply just enjoy yourself. Like yeah. it's, you're doing okay. You're just right. enjoy. Right. Look yourself in the mirror and yeah. ask yourself, am I happy? Yeah. And what's the end goal here? And, exactly. And if the end goal is to enjoy the experience, that really does change the outlook versus Absolutely. the end goal is to make $5 million. Absolutely. I mean, that's going to totally change Absolutely. how you show up every day. Absolutely. And, may, and, and truly, like, you know, that carrot can get you through some really frustrating days yep. of, like, when you go home and you're like, oh, my God. I'm just going to move to Bali and forget all of this and blah, blah, blah. And it's but ultimately, like you might have that day where you're like, but first, I'm going to see if we go public, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that it might get you, you through some days. You got to keep that eat, pray, love and check. You, you know? do. Just that, you know, well, it does. It sounds silly. Settle down. Yeah, it sounds silly. But ultimately, <laughs> like that's every every person, you know, even in the, specifically in the Bay Area, everybody we, it, it, you know, respect Steve Jobs, Sheryl Sandberg, all these people. Ultimately, they say they wish they'd work less. They wish they'd mm-hmm. have done all these things mm-hmm. and like like enjoyed their lives more. And you know, being happy is one of those things that you can just you can find little things here or there. That's what you're supposed to do. Be happy. Love Damn it. That. <laughs> Get it together. Get people. it together. <laughs> Love that. So, how do you think the things that you've seen and the opportunities that you've had as an executive mm-hmm. assistant? have been different because of the fact that you've worked in startups, like the types of exposure. Like I know you've had some incredible opportunities, even in in your current role, like international expansion being one of them, right? Like amazing. So what are some of the things that you've had exposure to that maybe you wouldn't have had otherwise? Oh, gosh, this is like I feel like this is like a separate show. I've been very friendly. Um, I've had a really good working relationship with like, you know, 99.9 percent of the people I've worked with. One of the things that I, I, I recommend to everyone okay. is, you know, and I think, bear with me because I'm going to bring up two things. I hear a lot of executive assistants immediately if they get, you know, five, six years under their belt, they're like, well, I want to be chief of staff. Uh-huh. Okay, well, what does that mean to you? Um, th- this is going to be another show. <laughs> For Ugh. real. The chief of staff conversation to be revisited. To be, yes. Yes. Okay. I'll come back yes, for that one. For that one, please. I will, for sure. <laughs> um, but ultimately, like, one of the best things that you can do is be a really good EA. Mm-hmm. The person that you work for will trust you. Mm-hmm. And then you ask questions and you learn. Mm-hmm. And you, when that person that you support trusts you and you, can sh- you, know, you show that you have this camaraderie or whatnot, other executives will let you in on information and they will teach you things and you just you know listen sit back and listen and then Mm -hmm. at the right moment ask questions Mm -hmm. and just gather knowledge Mm -hmm. so that when you are sitting you when you do have like a seat at the table for something you can give you know an an educated opinion an educated comment and all these things just like truly absorb and really do your do the do the work you know like I I mean I sit in meetings and I'll be like what exactly like you guys use this acronym like a million times what does that mean Mm -hmm. and I find like okay all right and then what does that mean and then what does that Mm -hmm. mean got it which in turn just in general Mm -hmm. as a good EA when you understand what's happening in the company you can be a better EA even just from a scheduling standpoint where you can be like oh yeah that can wait that is absolutely like oh that needs to happen before this meeting because you understand what's happening now context that seems Mm -hmm. 
like a no brainer. Like, of course, wouldn't you do that? But not everybody does that. And so then they wonder where like where their executives aren't sharing things with them or they are frustrated by how like things are calendared. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, like if you know, if you truly know, not if you're guessing and you think you know more than you know, Mm -hmm. but if you really know, like you can be like, okay, this is going to be a terrible day and I'm going to clear this schedule at the end of the day before I'm even asked because there's nothing there that can't wait till the end of the week. And so those are the things that people look at you and they're like, thank you you so much. Yes. And so ask, you know, just really... Yeah. Ask and listen. Yeah. yeah. But I can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying that because and maybe and I mean, you said it first. You said <laughs> I'm roughly two decades older than most of the people in 415. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> um, true. So I feel like there is um, like beneath what you just said is first and foremost, the understanding that there is value to be gained in paying your dues absolutely, and not coming in with the mentality of I know so much, so where's my promotion, right? But, but rather coming in with the mentality of let me first be of service. Yes. Let me first prove to you that I know what I'm doing. Let me prove my value to you. And then in reward and acknowledgement of that, you will give me exposure. You'll take five minutes out of your day because you go, you know what, Kristen, God, you're smart. Smart, exactly. I want to bring you up to speed exactly. because I can see that you bring value to the room and you bring value to my life uh, exactly. and my business, right? Exactly. But I feel like this is unfortunately oftentimes reversed mm-hmm. because there is this expectation of you need to give me, give me, give me, or I'm or I'm looking for you know the the, the fastest track to chief of staff. Right. So God. I just um, I just want to say that I so appreciate you really like clarifying that and really like simplifying it in so many ways like you want to get noticed you want to do good you want to have good opportunity this is how you do it this is how you have to show up and also I mean the thing like just you saying that like and I, I I've had these conversations with people before and what I will tell them outright is like are you embarrassed to be an EA Mm-hmm. Do you not want to be an EA? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't want to be, be something else. Right. Come in but if you're going to come in, like, yep. like it is not something to be embarrassed by. Like I sit at a table every week yep. with our executives. Yep. That is something that I have, you know, like you know, 3,500 other people yep. would love to have that chance to do that. Exactly. And so those are things like it is a very, very, very respectable and needed position. And it is like you are relied upon. You have information other people don't have. You're building relationships. Like I can't tell you how many times I'm out in, in public and they're like, oh, who's that? I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so from from Salesforce. And they're like, yeah. how do you know? And I was like, oh, we were at a dinner once. And as, a, yeah. as an EA, it's like when you're warm and kind to everyone, yep. like, like these are people that others are scrambling to get in front yeah. of, and you get that choice every. You get that Absolutely. experience every day. At the very least, like if you're worried about your career, the best thing you can do is stay in an EA position mm-hmm. and learn and mm-hmm. learn about business and learn about mm-hmm. this, or or you know, and and just make the connections. Right. At the very least, right. I would say for anybody who's like wants to do something else in their life, right. Build a good network of yep. executives yep. that are on your LinkedIn profile that yeah. think that you're great. Yeah, these are the references. These are the references that you, that want. you want. Absolutely, you do, I mean, You know, like this isn't you. You truly like again with with everything. Think of like the long haul. Yeah. You know. Yes, you may. You're an EA for a few years. Like, do you, like. 
gaining knowledge and, and building relationships with these people that we will take forever yep. when you're good at what you do. Yep. Instead, you want to come in and say, okay, well, I'll do this for you, but I, what I really want to do is this. Oh, excuse me, all over the place. Really? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Sweet. Um, uh, next, please, because that's that. And you think that's going to like 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 they're, they're going to be enamored by your tenacity to not do the job that they're hiring that's you right. for. That's right. Wow. Wow. That is ballsy. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Like, no, be it smart. It doesn't. Hasn't anybody seen Melanie Griffith and Working Girl? Come on. Come on, people. We know it was an <laughs> 80s movie, but it was the classic. God. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. $400 and it's not even leather? <laughs> I've watched it one too many times. <laughs> Such good advice. So as we wrap up, mm-hmm. there's one question we like to ask yes. everyone, which is if there's someone in the world, could be the history of the world, doesn't have to be present day, mm-hmm. that you would love to support, Oh gosh, who would it be and why? An independently wealthy person who lives in Bali and just has me bring him wine? <laughs> That? No. It doesn't have to be Bali. I was kidding. Um, No, I, I, um, oddly enough, you know who it is? No. Tony Robbins. That's not I honestly, I love Tony Robbins, Brene Brene Brown. Like, I honestly love, I love what he does, the motivational. Mm -hmm. And I would love, like, I love big events. Like, I get really, like, my adrenaline gets gets going when we're putting on a big event. Yeah. And I love, um, I never get tired of hearing people's stories. Yeah. I never, it doesn't even matter how, like, what you would consider mundane. Tony, if you're listening, (laughs) (laughs) I will, uh, we'll we'll, we'll send out my email after this. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Awesome. I love him. Yeah. Um, This has been such a fun conversation. I loved it. I loved it. You gave us so much good, like, so much inspiring takeaways. And I love how you just, like, boom, like, really trim the fat for people and really, like, help people to just understand what it is, what it isn't. But I think even more so, like, how to approach your role with Mm -hmm. just, like, this open heart and this open mind and um, this great attitude. Yeah. Like, that's... Every day is a good day. Every day is a good day. And I I really feel like you just kind of simplified a lot of things. Like, you know, like there's all this chatter and you just were like, look, this is the important stuff, people. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing I would like, like, and I'll leave you with this, is that to always think, like, because we're talking about startups and like exits and what do you do if, if it, you know, it's a marathon. There are people in this world right now, everybody, that have had the same job Mm -hmm. for 30 years Mm -hmm. without a, without anything, without like, a Freaky Friday party, without a Freaky Friday party, there are no donuts. There's no white cloud. There's no there's no break dancers. Nothing, and so and that's and that's fine. There are people, you know, there yeah. are tenured professors that have been at the same mm-hmm. school for years. We're what we're dealing with here, and in, in, you know, talking about startups is really unique and pretty special. Yeah. So if you have to work someplace for five years, mm-hmm. come on, man, boohoo, right. like. Right. Get it together. Get it together. Seriously. Yeah. Like, be happy. Yeah. This is, you've got, yeah. this is, you You at the very least get to play the lottery. Yep. Other people don't, don't even, even get, get to, to play buy a that lottery. That's they don't even get to buy right. a ticket. That's absolutely right. And, and some of my friends who work for government agencies mm-hmm. consider the Alhambra water service, the weekly Alhambra water service, to be their pet, their perk and Benny. So let's just keep Ooh, that in mind that's for a minute. Let's just keep that. <laughs> let's just, let's just keep that, that in mind. Um, <laughs> That is a bit of a downer. I'm not going to lie. 
wow. Way to close it out. All right. Hey, okay, everybody. We'll, we'll, we'll edit that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. I'm so, so grateful. Speaking of grateful and, oh. and having gratitude, thank you so much for coming in oh and visiting gosh. us. Thank, and thank, well, thank you, you for, for having me. your friendship. Thank you. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Yeah.